This episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working, or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. In this episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm actually going to be sharing a clip from one of my YouTube videos on my Play Cafe Academy channel. Now, this is not something that I do very often, and it's not something that I'm going to make a habit out of because I think the purpose of this podcast is very different than the purpose of my YouTube channel. I put completely different content there. It's generally a lot longer. It's usually visual. So this is not something I'm going to make a habit of, but this topic just fit so nicely with the other episodes this week. And I really felt like it was important. And honestly, this YouTube video got amazing feedback, but not enough people have watched it. I think as of this recording, it has like 150 views. And I really think that this will help you when it comes to hiring and retaining employees, something that is extremely difficult in 2022. In order to hire a great employee, the competition you have to deal with is fierce and let alone retaining that team member for any significant length of time. So in this episode, I'm going to share a clip from my YouTube video where I discussed Gen Z employees specifically, and I'm going to give you some tips that I've learned from both my own experiences and the experiences of other owners inside of Play Cafe Academy. Like I said, how you can hire and retain Gen Z employees because they are very different from generations past and their requirements and their needs and their wants are very different. So you need to adapt if you want to hire them, which you should want to. I'm also gonna talk about some misconceptions about the Gen Z generation. So stay tuned for this episode where I share this clip And if you like this episode, or if you want to hear more of it, head over to YouTube. I am going to link the video in the show notes. All right, let's go. I want to disclose I was born in 1990, so I am technically an older millennial, but I think that it's really unfortunate that Gen Z gets a reputation for being lazy, for having no work ethic, for being entitled, for being so distracted by social media and their phones that they just can't seem to get anything done. And I hear this a lot from older business owners. And I wanted to talk about where these stereotypes come from, why I think they exist, why I don't think that they're true. And then I also want to give some tips, again, from both myself, from the business owners inside of my group, and from other business owner friends that I have about not only hiring Gen Z and recruiting them successfully, because we all know there is a huge shortage of employees right now. Everybody is kind of hiring. So it's really important to be able to stand out, especially 
for people in this industry. So we are retail positions, right? We don't get to offer flexible flexibility options like working from home or things like that. So we really have to stand out when we're not only recruiting these Gen Z employees, but also when we're retaining them. So keeping them satisfied with their job, keeping them productive, um, keeping them really happy in their work environment. So first, I kind of want to talk about why I think these stereotypes exist and why I think they're just absolutely wrong. And I want to talk about some things that I really admire about the Gen Z generation. So back in like 2011, I started my journey in corporate America. So I started in retail for a large corporation, and then I moved up to their corporate headquarters. And I noticed that for employees that were probably like 15 to 20 years older than me, or I mean, honestly, even some of my peers at the time, I noticed that everybody was really quick to, you know, wear busy as a badge of honor and how these older employees would show that their management show the leaders in the company that they were super valuable and irreplaceable was they would basically work themselves to the bone, right? They would be working extra hours. They would be bragging about how little time they spent with their family. They would be bragging about how little of their vacation days they took. They would, again, basically work themselves to the bone and actually be proud of that. So they were sacrificing their mental health, their physical health. They weren't taking off to go to the doctor. Um, they weren't resetting their mental health or their mind with vacations. And again, they were proud of that, right? Um, and I swear, I had this one coworker and he was like the epitome of this, like to a T. And we would actually, you know, it was kind of like a running joke in our office, but I swear every single morning he would set an alarm at like six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning and he would fire off a couple emails or basically show that he was working. So these emails would always have our bosses copied or decision makers in the company. And they were basically just to prove that he was sacrificing more than anyone else. He was up, he was hustling more than anybody else. He was up at 6 a.m., you know, because these emails were just so important to him. And then he would do the exact same thing every single night and every single weekend. He would just randomly at 8 p.m. every single night, he would just fire off a couple emails or mark a couple checklist items off and make sure our bosses saw it. And this was how he thought he was going to move up in the company. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for this particular person. But a lot of times when people do make these sacrifices and don't take vacation time and things like that, years and years ago, it was actually rewarded. And that's why I think these really toxic workplace cultures get perpetuated because in years past, it was actually rewarded. But something that Gen Z has really figured out is that they are replaceable to their company, right? They are completely replaceable. If they were to walk out of their job right now, that HR department would have a new candidate in their position in a matter of days. And they figure that out, especially for, you know, lower paying retail entry level positions. They are not going to sacrifice their physical health, their mental health, because they know that while they are replaceable to their company, they are not replaceable to their family or to their loved ones. So they're taking all of their vacation time. They are requesting time off. They are scheduling doctor's appointments. They are going to their doctor's appointments. They're going to therapy. They're taking care of their physical health. So they're making sure they have time to go to the gym and exercise and parent their children so they can get their children off the bus and things like that. So again, it can be difficult for retail businesses like ours to offer those like work from home or remote positions or anything like that. But the, impo the important thing here is that Gen Z is not going to sacrifice their mental or their physical health 
for their company, especially for entry-level retail jobs. So we have to remember that this isn't only an ethical process, right, of hiring and keeping employees happy, safe, all of that good stuff. It's also a really important business decision, right? Because something that companies have really started to understand in the last decade or so is that working yourself to the bone and making these sacrifices to your mental and physical health actually have a bigger detriment to the bottom line than actually going to therapy, taking care of your body, uh, making sure that you have enough time to spend with your family and take time off and reset. Because when somebody is completely burnt out, they're working too much. They're not getting compensated fairly for their work because, again, they're working overtime if they're a salaried employee. Um, and that causes decreased productivity. It causes decreased um decreased productivity when they're there because they're probably disgruntled. They're probably, you know, looking over everyone's shoulder, wondering if they're doing as much as their neighbor and things like that, but also decreased productivity because they're going to get sick more because they're not taking care of their body. And if they don't feel like they are allowed to take a sick day, they're going to come in sick and then they're going to get everybody else sick. And they're also going to face deteriorated mental health because they're not taking care of themselves. They're going to have strained relationships in their family because they're not making them a priority as much as work. Um, the term workaholic is a thing for a reason. And it's just not something that has permeated into this younger generation. Thank God, because those work environments, that work environment that I was in was so toxic. And I'm so glad that Gen Z has really figured out that they, again, are replaceable to their company, but they are not replaceable in their life, in their personal life, to their loved ones, to their family. So while this unfortunately gives Gen Z the reputation of being lazy or self-entitled because they want time off for these things or have no work ethic. There are actually some things that I'm going to mention that I think are so amazing about this generation. And honestly, I think that this really toxic workaholic culture has actually held companies back for decades and decades, not only because it caused people to get sick more, it caused decreased productivity, it caused more, um, you know, decreased satisfaction and things like that, which is going to affect your job performance. Something else that was really trendy when I was in corporate America was knowledge hoarding. So another way that this older generation was kind of cementing their job security or becoming more valuable to their company was basically making themselves like a, like a, like a black box, like everything they knew, all of their job duties, all of their responsibilities, all of their systems, all of their processes, they were kind of just stored in their mind internally. They weren't documenting anything. They weren't automating anything. They weren't sharing any of this knowledge so that if they got sick or if they wanted to take a vacation, their job literally would not get done. So again, that led to all of this burnout that I was referring to before. And by not sharing knowledge, if, so, if somebody gets in an unfortunate accident or if somebody gets fired or leaves the company, all of that knowledge, all of those systems that that person has worked so hard to really fine tune, just leave with that person. And again, that's how this older generation was making themselves more valuable or giving themselves job security. But again, Gen Z has figured out that that is not the right way to increase your perceived value as an employee or increase your job security because it's just not realistic. So Gen Z has really unlocked the power of knowledge sharing, of learning other people's processes, of automation, of documenting so that if they have to take a vacation, if they have to leave early to go pick up their child, if they have to, you know, 
be off work or off site or unreachable for any reason, somebody else could easily just pick up their job and perform it. And business goes on without a hitch. And I think that that is not only so amazing for this generation because they are able to take time off without feeling guilty for it, but it's great for businesses because again, they're able to keep going without a hitch, whether somebody's on vacation or somebody's on maternity leave or somebody is sick, they're able to take that sick time and not affect the rest of the workplace. Or if somebody leaves for whatever reason, there's no stress about having to redo all of this learning, all of this training. Someone's able to walk right into that position, pick it up, and everything goes on without a hitch. So it's great on both sides. And I really don't understand why people see this as a bad thing, why people are seeing this knowledge sharing and this automation and things like that and documentation as a bad thing. We as employers, I think, should empower our employees to do more of this. Something that I did right as I was leaving my job because I was getting ready to go on maternity leave was I actually basically like created a course for whoever was going to step in my position as the interim person. I'm not going to disclose my job because I don't want to give too much information away um, because I was talking about one of my coworkers, but basically I screen recorded every single process I had, every single thing I did. I was essentially creating like an online course for the person that was going to be filling in my job. And a lot of my, my peers were like, what are you doing? You know, they're just going to not welcome you back or they're just going to replace you. Or you're basically giving them the keys to um, hire anyone for your position. And I was like, good. I don't want to go to sleep at night knowing that this entire process or this entire part of our business relies on me. That's not something that I want to be responsible for. And, you know, God forbid if something happens, if something happens to my loved one or my child is sick, I don't want to have to feel like I need to go in. So I basically created this like online course for whoever was going to step into my role. And people warned me against it, but my managers were like, wow, like they really understood the value in this and they had everybody do it. And people were so upset. They thought they were going to lose their jobs. They were going to get replaced by younger, cheaper employees. But guess what? That didn't happen. It just made everybody be able to take advantage of more flexibility. It made everything run smoother. And I'm not going to take credit for that because it was actually my manager's idea to do it. I'm just the one that thought of the whole screen recording thing instead of just writing everything down in like a Word document, which is what he wanted me to do. Um, but that's just an example. And Gen Z has really understood this. They they know that their value is not what not what they can hoard, but what they can share. So now I'm going to get into some tips that I have for hiring Gen Z employees. And I kind of crowdsourced these from Gen Z people themselves. So I said, you know, what do you look for in a job, especially if you're looking for like an entry-level position? So if you're in college or you're in high school and you're looking for like that first job, what are some things that you really look for in a company? And then I also kind of asked some of my business owner friends who hire and actively work with this younger generation, like, what do people look for? What do people ask about when they're in the interview? And so I have a couple tips. All right. Um, number one is flexible hours. So I know as brick and mortar businesses, we can only do so much like work from home or work remote, but understand when people need time off, when they want to take off for sports games or dances, or just to, you know, be a teenager or a college student, be understanding of this. And understand that you're going to have to hire employees to fill these gaps. So maybe instead of hiring three employees that you're going to rely on 100% for all of your staffing needs, hire six employees and make flexibility really at the forefront of their job, because that's the number one thing that I hear when Gen Z is looking for a position. 
again, they're not going to sacrifice their mental health, their physical health, or their personal life for an entry-level job, not like the older generation will at least. Okay, so number one, flexibility. Make sure they can schedule their appointments. Make sure you don't give them a hard time or guilt them when they do take off. That's something that's really important. I kept hearing the word empathy. Gen Z wants empathy in their leadership. They want to feel like part of a team. Again, they don't want to feel like they're being asked to sacrifice any of these things for, again, this entry-level job that they're working. Flexible and up-to-date policies. This, is a, this was another thing. A lot of older business owners will just say no cell phones at all. And this is just not realistic. They're, all, they're always going to sneak in their phones. They're always going to sneak in their devices. And obviously, if you're you know, in certain professions or certain businesses, it's required for safety or privacy or whatever purposes to not have devices. But if you're an indoor playground owner, there's going to be downtime. And it's really going to turn the younger generation off if they can't even check their messages or if they can't even you know, stay connected during the day. So just be realistic. Say, hey, if there are customers on the floor or if you have tasks that you still need to complete. You're not allowed to use your phone, but you know you're allowed to hop in the break room every you know hour or so and just you know make sure you're not missing any important calls or text messages because this younger generation is so connected, and that's something that's really important to them is to not lose that connection during the day, to not feel totally isolated, especially if they're working by themselves. So I'm not saying you know give them free reign of their devices so they can scroll TikTok for hours, but be realistic and take advantage of this increased social media knowledge. If they want to be on Instagram, if they want to be on TikTok, use that and have them, you know, empower them to create content for your business. Constantly take pictures and share them on stories. Take funny TikToks that are going to go viral. Harness this knowledge and this creativity that this younger generation has and use it for good. Because if they're able to, you know, utilize this creativity and use their skills that they have, they're going to be really happy with their job. And I'm not saying you need to give every single employee all of your social media passwords, but just having them take pictures or create videos or boomerangs or TikToks or just give ideas for TikToks and then, you know, create the content on their device, send it to you so you can post it, something like that. But there are ways to be flexible with this policy. And if you just say no devices and you're an indoor playground owner, especially if people are working by themselves, it's just not going to be realistic. So I really feel strongly about having some sort of middle ground with devices. And then also by up-to-date policies, I mean, don't dictate what color hair they can have. Allow them to have piercings and visible tattoos as long as it's not a safety issue. So obviously if they're operating heavy machinery or, you know, food equipment, things like that, they're going to need to cover or limit piercings or take them out, but don't dictate their, dictate their appearance, especially if you are a retail operation, like an indoor playground, um, that's giving somebody their first job and paying, you know, something close to minimum wage. Um, they want autonomy over their own body, over their own choices. So don't tell them they have to have a natural hair color. Don't, make them cover tattoos, embrace the creativity, embrace the individuality. That's something that's really important to this younger generation. And honestly, it should be important to everyone. So I love these updated policies across the board. Um, and then obviously you want to be able to pay them a living wage, right? So a lot of indoor playground, a lot of indoor playgrounds will be forced to pay minimum wage just because of the people that they hire. So they're hiring high school students, they're hiring college students, they are you know, really having to make decisions based on 
um, you know, their costs, right? If somebody is a brand new business, they're going to have to pay something close to a minimum wage, right? They're not going to be able to offer $1,000 sign-on bonuses and all of those flashy perks that other big corporations have. So in my course, Play Cafe Academy, I talk a lot about how you can get creative with your pay so that you can incentivize your employees and give them extra take-home money without having to really put your business at risk by paying them too much and really increasing your payroll costs to an unsustainable rate. Things like paying commission. So every time they sell a play pass or book a party or reach a sales level, they get a fun bonus. So you're incentivizing their work. You're making it fun. You're almost like gamifying their job. Um, make it a little bit competitive, obviously fun competition, not anything like ruthless or anything like that. Um, but you're giving them an opportunity to make more money, but you're not putting yourself at risk because if you're not making the money, if they're not generating that revenue, you're not paying on it. So that's an, again, that's one interesting way to kind of give people a fair wage, reward people for their good, um, their, their productivity, their sales without having to put your business at risk, because I get it. You know, again, we can't compete with a lot of these organizations offering these huge fancy perks and bonuses and things like that. Um, any perks that you can offer. So if you can partner with a local gym to offer a discounted rate for your employees or to offer a monthly plan that's affordable for you as a business owner for your employees, or maybe there's a restaurant down the road, if you can negotiate free delivery for your employees for their lunch breaks or discounts or things like that, there are ways that you can give them these perks that they want. So uh, discounts on food, um, gyms, things like that. If you can negotiate with other local businesses, I think your employees will really appreciate that. And again, we're not these huge thousand um, person corporations that can give, you know, huge stipends for things like that. So, so working with other local businesses and maybe offering their employees or their workers play passes or something like that. There's a way that you can collaborate and barter with other local businesses. You can both benefit and you can keep your employees really happy by offering these perks in a really affordable way to you as a business owner. Another thing that came up a lot when speaking with Gen Z employees was transparency. So they want a very clear growth path. So they want to say, okay, how am I being measured at my job? How can I know if I'm doing a good job or not? How can I advance to the next step? How can I get the next level of wage? How can I, again, advance? They want a very clear path and they want clear expectations, right? A lot of times um, these older millennials or um, older employees, like my generation, we would just kind of get a job and then we would say, oh, I hope I'm doing a good job. Or, um, you know, they'd have to wait for their annual review to get a raise. Gen Z is not, that's not going to fly with them, right? They want a clear path and they want regular advances. They want regular reviews. They want open communication with their bosses so that, again, they know exactly what they can do to get to the next level of their job, to get the next raise and things like that. Because again, like I said, there are so many companies looking to hire right now. They're not going to stay in one place for very long if they're not advancing or if they don't have a clear path of advancement or if they have no idea if their job performance is on point or if they need um, to work or if they're even going to be able to advance at all. So be transparent and have a clear growth plan and clear plan of advancement that's going to help keep these uh, younger employees engaged and really motivated to keep, again, advancing. So growth is really important. Also development. So if you have an opportunity to mentor the younger employees, give them your business knowledge, allow them to see what you do as a business owner, um, 
really kind of take them under your wing. If there are classes, if there are lectures, if there are um, anything like that happening in your town, if there is an online course that you took that you really think that they would benefit from, and that's going to help them not only at your business, but in their whole life career, share that with them. They want to be developed as employees, and that's going to be very important to them, even with a you know entry-level retail job. They want to feel like their boss can kind of act as almost a mentor, or maybe not you as the business owner if you're not working in your business, but maybe the manager. Employ, uh, empower your managers to really take on that mentorship role. And again, develop your employees whenever you can with these courses, classes, extra training opportunities, something else that came up a lot. And this kind of goes to that shared knowledge that I was talking about previously, allow them to rotate through different jobs. So if somebody's always working birthday parties, allow them to work a different shift as maybe a barista or somebody that does drop-off care or something like that. Make sure that you are rotating your employees through all of your different jobs, not only so they have that shared knowledge so that they're able to step into any role, but something that Gen Z really appreciates is that cross-training, is being able to develop all of these different skills in their job, not being just kept in one box. So if somebody's hired as a barista, don't have them make just make coffee all day, right? Show them the point of sale system, show them the birthday party procedures, allow them to work birthday parties, see what they like, see what they don't like. Obviously, as business owners, we're not going to be able to cater to everybody's you know, needs all of the time, but providing this cross-training and giving them these new skills that they didn't have before is something that is really going to stand out when they're looking for jobs or when they're staying at jobs. So your play of the day today is make a list of things in this episode that resonated with you, things that you know that you can implement in order to better hire and retain Gen Z employees because the success of your business will truly depend on it. So make a list of at least three to five things that you could do to improve your hiring or your employee retention process. All right. Thank you so much for listening. As I always say, the best way to show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. And if you have a business owner who you think could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. It helps so much more than you know, and it helps me reach other business owners and help them be more profitable. All right. I will see you tomorrow with another tip. Bye.